Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 285 of the Channel 1 Chance Knowledge Podcast. My name is Channel and back this week is Alex. Alex, I trust you had a wonderful birthday week. I did. I got taken out to dinner twice, which is great when you can game the system like that. <laughs> it's not gaming the system, it's getting what's coming to you. In no, it's way. just like I way. have two social schedules on wildly different availability. Well, at least you have a social schedule. That's one of us. Yeah, was, no, it's, it's... What was the it's, restaurant that was not wood-fired Italian? Oh, that was... It's called Daniel's. It's, like... It's one of these, like... It's over towards, like, the boonies, but it's one of those restaurants that, like, is packed on a Tuesday night. We had to get reservations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what kind of food did they serve? Like, what did you um, order? Classic Italian and wood-fired oh. pizza, which is not Italian, so but... both restaurants yeah. were the Italian joint? No, 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 no. I had dinner with my parents at their house. Oh. Oh, my okay. That and, still counts yeah. as not having to pay for your own dinner. Oh, absolutely it does. Good? It was delicious. What'd your parents make? Oh, um, pork tenderloin wrapped in oh. bruschetta. Oh, that's a lot of effort. Wow. Yeah. They must well, like you. They pork, must. Ten- pork tenderloin is a good cut. <laughs> oh yeah, no. There's a lot you could do with that. No, like I'm, you know, I'm making moves towards getting married. No, this is uh, they're very. What? Happy. What? Wait, what? Oh, what? I love to hear that. Oh, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to ask. I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to ask, but I didn't want to like put pressure. But of course not. And like, it might be one of those things where like. Well, they haven't had a picture with her and her boyfriend for well, about a year and a half. Shit. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going great. Good, good. Because yeah, I think uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. When I was a kid, every week my parents made a roast chicken dinner with awesome. like mashed potatoes and gravy. Like every oh, yeah. week, every Sunday, we had this to the point that I got so fucking sick of oh, roast no. chicken. <laughs> Oh my god, is there anything in the world that's not a roast chicken? Because I'd love to eat that. And as an adult, oh god, I miss, miss roast it. Chicken. Yeah, yep. like I can make it on my own, but it's never the same. I mean, I could eat chicken every day. Just every single day. I couldn't. Well, there's so many different yeah, things you can do with it. I know. I, you can get used to anything. There was like a two year period out of high school where I was living on my own and writing, and I literally survived on a box of mac and cheese a day for like a year and a half. When it becomes part of your schedule, yeah. But you have to put different things in the magazine. Exactly. No, you do not. You do not. I'm here to tell you, you don't. Well, but that's well, I'm here to interesting. Because I survived that experience. Because to this day, I will buy the cheapest macaroni and cheese I can and put something in it, like hot dogs. I have this great one where I, I found this packet of of uh, tuna with like jalapeno in it. Yeah, you put well, that in the mac and cheese, it's actually really good. I found that bacon in mac and cheese is huge. Ooh, it's yeah. good. It's so um, much yeah. better than hot dogs. Laura's a big into uh, charcuterie, and like the odds and ends of that go great with Whoa. eggs and just everything. Okay, no waste, good flavor. Oh yeah, no, like it's like anything you can. What's well, meat and cheese? It goes well with mac and cheese. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Little bits of pepperoni. I don't throw red meat in there very often, though. That doesn't seem it works. Well, well, maybe hamburger. I don't. Know. I diced up I some know. pork chops once. Is, that was pretty good. This is all. This is kind of Ooh. like that that dish yeah. that the, that they for that they make the house worker make in. Um, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, it's like a Korean movie, and it's all about parasite. Things. Parasite. Yeah, this is like the dish of parasite, like mac and cheese with veal. <laughs> <laughs> mac and cheese with lobster in it. There's a place in Winnipeg, listener, if you want a good mac and cheese, go on DoorDash, find a place called Kevin's Bistro, and just get, like, their their plain, I forget what it's called, but it's it's listed as the one that started it all. That's a nice 
kind of upscale mac and cheese. It's just some really good, interesting cheeses in there and a nice, crumbly, crispy top. It's fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. Love a braised top. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. Like 20 bucks delivered. It's fantastic. Lobster mm. mac and cheese is a good thing, too, though. As long uh, as it's that, real lobster. That's where I'm going with this, is once yeah. I made the mistake of ordering the lobster mac and cheese from Kevin's Bistro, because they'd done everything else well, why wouldn't they do lobster mac and cheese? Way too heavy on the, um, oh, the lemon. No, too oh, much lemon. lemon. Oh, too no. much lemon. It tasted, no. it just, it was a lemon pasta dish. Like, it was no overpoweringly good. lemon, so I, I can't They were probably it. trying to hide fake lobster. I don't know, but, I'll, yeah, all I could taste was lemon. What is poor man's lobster? It's just a fish, isn't it's it? It's a monkfish. Yeah. Monkfish? Hmm. With That's a bunch of lobster flavor sauce or whatever. It's got the consistency. We sell it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, yeah, this feels like a giant lobster tail. Yeah, well, cheap. We've, we've eaten all the good fish. We have to start eating the shitty fish now because we've. There's a lady that everything. used to get like lobster meat in packs, and she had to stop doing it when two pounds started costing ninety-seven dollars. Yeah. yeah. Broke. I haven't had real heart. lobster in a long time. It took it's me till ridiculous. It took yeah. me till I was in my mid-thirties to even try lobster because the sight of a lobster, the creature, is abhorrent to me. Like, Understandable. Just, this is like going up to like the monster in a horror, in like Alien, going up to the monster in Alien and cutting off its tail and thinking, I'm going to steam this. <laughs> it disgusts me. It absolutely disgusted me until I tried it, uh, like, you know, 10 years ago or something. And I was yeah, like, and you're like oh, I get it. Wow. It's got a great crispy texture to it when you, when you boil it right. And the thing is, for for hundreds upon hundreds of years, lobster was considered the detritus of the sea. Fishermen yep. would haul in their nets, get lobster, and throw those things to the cooks for prisons. Because they fed it to prisoners, because it was, figured this is the worst, no one can eat this shit. And the prisoners were like, we need oh, some butter, no. man. Oh, so bad. Oh. This is awful. This is awful. Don't do it. I need more it. butter to I drown out the taste. It. <laughs> we had a live lobster in our fridge once. My parents went out and bought a live lobster. We kept it in the fridge until okay. we cooked it. I remember looking like, as a little kid looking in there, looking at him. Then he was like just lazily just kind of looking at me with his little eye stalks. Oh, cool. I understand now that the poor thing was suffering, but you know, yeah. he was tasty. Yeah, my parents made all kinds of adventurous food when I was a kid. I remember, uh, you know, you know what head cheese is? Yes. Yeah. And my, my dad would make that. Ooh, Yay, ooh, savory jellos. Not good, not good. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. He, he did all kinds of weird things with meat, and my mom did all kinds of amazing things with pies and desserts. She was obsessed with, like, you know, rhubarb. She insisted on there always being rhubarb growing in our garden, so she could make these really tart rhubarb pies. You can't kill rhubarb once it's going, though. I mean, <laughs> we tried. You yeah. Cut it down, it just comes back. It's like a weed. And once we lived in a house, when we were living in the Kootenai Valley of BC, we had a house that had an orange tree, um, a blackberry bush, uh, a what was the uh, a pear tree, and a colossal uh, cherry tree. Hmm. And we lived there for like two years. And each summer, we would the the kids would climb the cherry tree with buckets strapped to us, and we would just <laughs> pick cherries out of the branches, and we ate the most incredible cherry pies, man. Fresh Video cherries game. are great. Video games? Video games? Uh, I, I have played one video game. But I thought, well, okay. No, I, that's pretty much... I don't really have any thoughts on tangy cherries. That just sounds nice. They are nice. We, they, she, she would, she'd also, like, jar them. And when we... Years Ooh, after years after we had moved away from the Kootenai Valley when we were living in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, I remember my dad built us a huge treehouse in the backyard. And I remember sitting up there in the treehouse... 
with a stolen jar of the cherries. And yeah. my brother sharing the cherries and spitting the seeds at each other. <laughs> it was a game in the morning when she fed us cherries for breakfast. We would fill our cheeks with, with seeds and then go into the bowl in one Machine massive gun. thing yeah. at, at the end of the meal. <laughs> disgusting, but something children would automatically do. Yes, yes, very much so. Speaking of things that kids love, mm. the basic Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Let's say you didn't have... Well, not the basic Metroidvania, the basic Zelda. You know how we've been complaining for years that Zelda is awesome, but it looks like a two-gen old console game? Because Which one are we talking yeah. about? Just, just in general? Any, just any Zelda. Zelda general? Anytime Zelda comes out, it's like, you know, and even though the art direction of Breath of the Wild is excellent, I'm not contesting that, most of the art direction in a Zelda game is excellent. But the technology yeah. is always such that you're never really immersed or mm, dazzled yeah. by it. They take so long to make that they just... <laughs> yeah. well, if no, they try to keep that. up to date, they would never the, come out. The platform itself can't deliver True. that, period. We'd like to have a Zelda on a big boy console. I'd love to have a Zelda. I'd love to have a Zelda. And once... Remember there was once that trailer of a Zelda game that had completely state-of-the-art graphics. And if you find yeah. that trailer now, it looks like ass. But at the time, it was like, oh my god! Yeah, the it was thought all of fake. A Zelda 100% game, fake. The thought of a Zelda game that's actually visually immersive and dazzling like that is wonderful. See, all this is true, and yet my favorite Zelda is probably Wind Waker. And that took the exact opposite direction. It aged really well. Wind Waker, yes. I never played Wind Waker. You never played Wind Waker? No. No, I never had that console. You never had a GameCube? No, I never did. Hmm. Um, Since Nintendo hates you, you can't just buy it on the Switch. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Backlog? It's it's not so much that Nintendo hates you, it's that they love your money. Well, if they loved your money, they let you buy it. And you're anyway. you're kind of a you're kind of a workaround to that. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, <clears throat> okay, but but imagine if you will, fellow gamers, a Zelda that looks fu- as good as like Rift Apart, basically. A picture in your mind, a Zelda game that looks that good. Oh, okay. Okay, Kenna does not look yeah. as good as Rift Apart. In it's the close. in the playing of it, it's in that ballpark. It is in the current gen. Look at these new gen glorious pixels fucking ballpark. It really is. Mm. Okay, it is a okay. good fucking yet, looking game. Right. With with and I'm here to tell you awesome variety of environments, um really strong voice work, uh and incredible, incredible music, Alex. Mm, Absolutely inc- incredible music. And it takes part across three acts. And the first act is the hardest to get through. Uh, mechanically, it's the easiest, but it's the hardest to get through because in the first act, you're noticing in all the ways that this is not a full-on Nintendo Zelda where there's, like, you know, jars to pick up and smash. This girl yeah. doesn't smash anything. You walk up to a pile of boxes and swing your weapon. You know what happens? Nothing. What? Nothing. Mm. You walk up to a chest in Cana Bridge of Shadow or Bridge of Spirits... And remember how Kratos will, like, smash a chest? Or just yes. rip him open. Or just rip him open. You I've know actually what? always loved his animations for opening chests. Yes, yes it's it's huge. And mm-hmm. you, know, you know what Kana does when she gets to a chest? What? She picks up her staff vertically and taps it on the ground. And the chest pops open. Mm-hmm. She is here to do good. She is not here to break anything ever. She mm-hmm. is here to help people. <laughs> and she is she's a priest. And she's come to a land in a Dark Soulsian sense that is long dead. 
No one here is alive. The only thing that's still here are the troubled spirits of the people who died in the apocalypse that took this place. And so you walk into this dead place and you get in a fight with these crazy wood sprites. And the combat isn't great, but it's got the whams. And the whams look incredible. And then you defeat these enemies uh, in, you know, kind of mashy, uh, mashy but tactically interesting combat. Okay. And then there's like a bud of corruption and you uh, you hold down L1 to create a pulse of light from yourself and you erupt and the bud explodes and green flows back into this this gray and red landscape. Just it, grass explodes everywhere. And okay, this house is clear. Let's move on to the next one. That's what Kana does. Um, she is Okami on the current gen in her way. So, yeah, I was going to say, what this sounds like is Okami crossed with Beyond Good and Evil. No, it's Okami. Like kind of mashy combat? No? Um, it's not nearly that mashy. Like, you, oh, okay. you, you really have a lot of control, and you're really thinking tactically about the abilities that you're using. Because yeah. the combat in Kena, um, on normal difficulty, gets stupid Solzian difficult. What? It's really kind of impressively weird. Um, the first boss of the first area is rough. Like, there's a mini-boss in the first area that's like, how do I... Like, eventually you figure out the puzzle of this enemy, but it is a puzzle. And unless you approach it like that, these enemies will just kick the shit out of you. A lot of the combat is based around a parry mechanic, where if you hold down L1, she creates this bubble around her. That bubble is a shield. There's some amazing sequences in this game where a boss will, like, lift his hand above his head and smash it into the ground, and this huge shockwave of red erupts from the boss. You can't dodge through this shit. What do you do? Yeah. You yeah, you hold down it. L1 to the bubble, and, and the wave hits the bubble, and it's it's an incredible moment, like, right out of a fucking movie. It's really cool. Or if an enemy swings a weapon at you, and you tap L1, tap and release, at just the right moment, you will parry. Okay. And as eventually you'll get a skill that when you parry, you get a rot ability from parrying correctly. Um, and you otherwise gain rot ability by just defeating enemies or whacking them with your sword, or with your staff. Um, where the fuck was I going with this? The, so the combat is fine. It's fine. Uh, the difficulty definitely needs some tuning. At I played through the entire thing on normal, literally the entire thing. I beat the bo the final boss, and then uh, the sequence continues, is all I want to say without spoiling, and there's a lot of combat beyond that initial fight mm -hmm. that I, was, I got to the point where, like, okay, I'm changing it to story mode, because this is stupid. Mm -hmm. And I play every Souls game... <laughs> Want to, like remind the listener, like what they do with health at the end of this game is just stupid. So it's I don't not understand too, it's it. not balanced. Correctly. No, it's it's definitely not perfect. But and as you go through the first area, you're you're noticing everything that this game is missing. You are kind of enjoying this this you know I'm bringing life back to this world. Wow, this story presentation is incredibly well done. It really really is. It is up there with. I, it reminded me of Heavenly Sword on the PS3 at the beginning of that gen. It was like oh, I didn't know it could be done. Language. I didn't know oh, it could okay. be done like this. Like this is really really good. It feels twinkling. That, yes, it feel it. Well, okay, no, not never that, never that. It's really. I like Twing Twang Girl. Anyway. Uh, no, it's just incredible presentation. Incredible presentation oh, okay. with a game that's pretty good. Um, and in that in that first third of it, I was ready to say, "Well, this is a seven, and it's only a seven point five because it's so goddamn good looking." Having now beaten Kana, it's a solid eight, eight and a half because it's so goddamn good looking. I, I have also heard that it is a refreshing 
eight to ten hours long. It, it is. It's a it's a good length. It's like to mm-hmm. me, I would compare it to the length of Hyperlight Drifter specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's these each there's three huge acts. Uh, the first act, you go out up these mountains, and uh, and it takes you me. It took me three hours probably to get out of those mountains. Three, four, five hours, and as you go around the area, you get pieces of spirit mail. That mail is always addressed to a house back in the village. And you go back to the village, and this house is, like, sealed off with this horrible, malevolent energy. And you deliver the piece of spirit mail, and the uh, the thing blocking the entrance to the house reveal or goes away. And now you can go in, and there's always, like, a combat sequence in the house, and some puzzles to yeah, do, and some shit up. to find. Yeah. There's just more content in the house. So that's, And that's really all the side quests. Those, those are all the side quests in Kena. Um, it's kind of linear as you go through it. It tells you exactly where to go, but go on. No, as I said, that actually strikes me as, as kind of nice. <laughs> it's good when a game knows what it's supposed to be and keeps it, you know, succinct. It keeps it really tight. And, and 10 hours isn't succinct. 10 hours is a good length. I'm not complaining about that. That's That, that would be nice. It rem- well, okay, I want to say like 10, 15. You know, it's, okay. it's probably better than 10. But... Mm-hmm. Um, it actually reminded me of Italian cooking, because what, what this what this is is the Zelda with as few ingredients as possible. Oh, and okay, so it's like a Zelda reduction. It's like a Zelda reduction, super, super, super good looking, incredible story. At the end of the first act, at the end of the second act, at the end of the third act, and then again at the end of the end of the third act, uh, I totally welled up with Kata. It, oh. The story presentation is really really good uh the gameplay is really fun when you like hold your you hold down r2 to like hold your spear behind you and charge up a heavy attack and then as you're doing that you press square and the rot will leap onto your uh staff and then wham you bring it down on the ground and they all spring off it forward into what's ever in front of you there's eventually you get an orb that you can throw an orb of your light power and you hold this thing behind you, and it jiggles like a, a big sphere of water that's somehow suspended in air. And you can empower that with rot, and they will all leap inside of it. And you can see them swirling around inside of it as you hold it behind you, and then you fling it into an enemy. And because it's empowered with the rot, when it detonates, everything inside of it is held in time for a moment. This is a hugely important mechanic for a lot of the later boss fights. And so you're in the middle of a fight. You're not really paying attention to this. You're whacking at this thing that's suspended in time because you need to get damage in. But if you look at this sphere that has now exploded out and is holding this thing in time, there's these delighted little adorable creatures floating around in it in time, just looking around. And they're all wearing all these little hats. That's the only customization (laughs) you get is you find and unlock hats that the rot can wear. For your Bloodborne fans. The rot is uh it, it's it's how you level up there's there's no experience it's just how many rot you find dictates how powerful you are um the only other thing is there are meditation spots to find that are better than the meditation of goats of tsushima period um wait yes yes, yes. i <laughs> i can explain i can, nice I can go I mean, with no 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 that, get, that was get, the, that was the hot springs uh, sorry hot and, springs okay, okay well okay the hot mind. springs do increase your hp meditation and cana increases your hp Perhaps okay. it's a fair comparison. I'm not looking for Kena's butt. Um, she sits down and she just has this placid look on her face. And she's a little concerned. And then it just pans around the environment. And it will sit there forever. Your, okay. HP, your, your, your HP pops up immediately. And yeah, and it'll just sit there in this beautiful placid scene. And uh, the only thing that's weird is this is not Naughty Dog. So the animations don't blend perfectly. Um... 
when Kana is standing still, her idle animation is a little too idle. She's like standing there breathing. And the rot gathers around her and is like, hey, animating and look at me, blah, blah, blah. I've got the, she's just kind of like, I've got the cat ears on. Yeah, she's, she's a blank slate. Um, so, and she is kind of an interesting protagonist. We want to know why she's here. And, um, and that, that does seem mysterious. She, it seems like she has some sort of sickness that's connected to this place that's never actually explained. I mean that that what you're hitting on there is a difference in budget. I mean this is a yes. uh, budget title is wrong. This is oh is this that that fable double A title that we've been missing for years? I, yes, it is? is. It is. It okay. really a hundred percent is. And okay. once you get out of the second area and your abilities open up with, I think the bow. I think the bow is the thing you get at the end of the first area. Um, the game becomes way more interesting and way more fun. And for the next two thirds of the game, I was like, oh, I get it. Let's go. And I just blew this game in the next day and a half like it was sorry blew through this game <laughs> i knew what you meant in the next um, day and a half digital it's, only right now isn't it uh it is right now it's getting release. it's getting a physical release in november and last week i said that the early part of death proof when you've just started getting skills and you understand how to get your powers and how to go in the world hunting for new powers that mm. is without question the best part of death proof this is what i said last week Death yes, Death Loop. Death Loop. Death Loop. Pardon me. Not the not the Tarantino. I yes. mean, I, I I think about um, oh shit, who was in Death? Oh goddamn, he's married to Goldie Hawn. Kurt Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah, I think about Kurt Russell a lot too. But <laughs> so how just, he not? has the perfect career. I, I love him so much. And and this week Alex is 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 at that stage of Death Loop. He's in the honeymoon stage with Death Loop. It's pretty great. And having now completed Kana. I have to say over and again, I'm an arcane super fan. I fucking love arcane yes. games and the immersive sim. Oh, I, here it comes. I enjoyed Kana more overall. Ooh. I think it's, it's a fine right. segue into how Alex is feeling about Deathloop. Deathloop is definitely one of my favorites of the year. Yes. I, I bounced off Dishonored 2 really hard, and I'm guessing I wasn't the only one, because this game seems to be exactly made for me. Like, you this bounced is... off Dishonored 2? You fucking love the Clockwork Mansion. You did, I did huge but, like, essays on the Clockwork Mansion. I got to the time travel part and I was just like, I'm done. I'm, ex- oh, really? I'm exhausted. You never I like that really... part. Yeah, I, I know, but it's just like, uh, I, the economy never really opened up to me. It seemed like I was just getting started, but like I'd already filled out the skill trees and just like, I'm bored. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't like it. I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, there is perfection here and I will mine it out. I will get the perfect run. I will kill no one but this dude. And I kind of like how this basically gets rid of like that fastidiousness. Like you don't, ha- you can't save, so you can't constantly reload. It's like, very and get the perfect momentum. run. Yeah, it's very forward. There's no saves coming because there's no saving. Yep. Realistically, okay. And in that way, it's just a lot more fun to like just screw up and not immediately want to just start over. Just kind of like deal with, see if you can just whip out a shotgun and deal with your problems the loud way for a second and get back to sneaking. And you can in this. And a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people have complained. I've seen that the AI in Deathloop is too easy. And no, it needs, it can't be as hard as it was in Dishonored. They will no. kill you. It's, Dishonored is a stealth game. This is uh, very much a mixed combat game. And I did my homework, and I. I to add to like what you were saying last week about like how like the enemies seem like dummies. I think yeah, it saves you a ram, but also it's it's they're kind of just mannequins. You just gotta knock yeah, them out of the way. They're there for you to kill, definitely. Yeah, stop getting so attached. <laughs> there is kill. a. No. Have you have you done evening at uh, at Updom yet? 
Yeah, I have. You, so you've gone to that party? Yeah. I, I've gone to that party, but I couldn't draw him out yet. I was just like, okay, I do that tomorrow. Uh, the first time I killed him, I uh, I assassinated him in the middle of everyone. And then just wrecked them and you ha- uh, with Nexus. I just wrecked everyone with Nexus. I never repeated that performance. I have never cleared that space again. I'm just really happy I'm finding like weapons I want. Like, mm-hmm. rare version. It's just like, I'll go a little bit off the beaten path. I'm like, hey, I was looking for this. Like, a really nice silent pistol, which is now my baby. I didn't get that till like, ten hours into the game. It's just in the library. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a centerpiece. It's supposed to be quiet in the library. I went right fucking past it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's all, there's all kinds of weapons in the library, but... It's a lot, lots of neat shit. Yeah. Like, I just, I like the loadout system. It it gives you, like, a bunch of different powers to play, like, the way you want, and then, like, with the sort of, like, your upgrading that lets you keep your weapons, like, okay, how do you really want to play this game? Do Mm -hmm. you want to... What do you want to keep? And it's going to be about a third of what you got. And you're like, well, fast and stealthy seems to be working out so far, so let's double down on that. And I'm having fun. Um, Well, I found the further I went, the amount of shit that you can retain is just becomes huge. Like, I, like I, I was going, like, by, by like, the end of the afternoon, I would always have, like, 50k on me or something. Yeah, it's really easy to kill these bastards. It's it's really easy to kill them. And once, yeah, like, once you know what you're doing, you can totally min-max it. I mean, their gimmicks will get you the, the first time, but then you know mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. It's, they got some decent gimmicks. So, uh, how does, what is carried from Run to Run work? You choose things, you have to pay for it? No, no, no. Okay, you, okay, well, yeah, yeah, you do. As, so, so as you play through the world, um, there's objects that are glowing in the environment. You could just walk up to these and hold out your hand and you get some money. We'll call it says pity on your glove. It's great. Residuum, it's called. Yeah. Um, then, whenever you kill one of the seven visionaries, they will drop like 10,000 residuum plus, um, uh, plus you, one or two, uh, power-ups. And those power-ups will sell for five grand a piece if you've already got them. Um, and they themselves will give you ten grand. Then, if you meet a Juliana at any point and kill her, she will drop another two upgrades and ten thousand residue. You can meet her later in the day and kill her again. And so, and you can kill like multiple, you can kill one in the morning, uh, two at noon, uh, then I forget at the afternoon, but so you, that's the currency. You can make it, yeah. yeah. So, and no, there's almost nothing you need. That would be beyond like fifteen. I think fifteen to save something is the max. There's like twenty. Like, what was the max? Even for like a legendary, it wasn't that three. bad. Three trinkets. Three trinkets. What are you talking about? Never mind. I thought you were talking about how many like little slots you get in your. No, no. How much does it cost? How much residuum does it cost to retain a legendary weapon? I think it was like eight thousand. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, it's yeah. not as much as you think. So, again, no. you can get to the end. You can have, like, two legendary weapons. You can have this new power that you need to save, and that's, like, definitely ten grand. And then you can have two upgrades that you haven't got before, and you want to save all those. You can save all of it. God, like, the, the weapons are great. The weapons actually are quite well. Like, well, come on. Like, the pistol that has two magazines, you can fire hate, one while you're reloading the other. I hated that pistol. I mean, it's not great, but like it's I like really the idea behind it. It's really not great. Like I definitely oh, switched that over. How do you fire for... straight when you're reloading? It's, 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 it's... Oh, yeah, okay. it's just it's, it's, game magic. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah. The the reticle doesn't jump. It gets kind <laughs> yeah. of borderlandsy in places. Well, well, that's fine. What <laughs> I like most about it was was the exploration. It's man, the best level designers in the business work at Arcane. But as I as I progressed with it, it really bothered me that. 
this is not kind of the hitman world that was suggested. Mm. Um, that there are characters that like, what does Alexi do in the afternoon and at noon and in the morning? You can, ne- he doesn't exist basically until the party at night. That's it's fucking true. ridiculous. Like it bothers, like, and that's true for every character. There are two characters who are, no, actually, there's a couple characters that if you do something here, they'll show up there. But that's the only other place that person will go if you do this one fucking thing. And it's it's really limited compared to the standard that Hitman introduced for this type of thing. And they can say, well, it's not that type of thing. It's our type of thing. But we've we've seen worlds like this, and my objection is to assassinate someone in this world before, and to have it done to a degree that doesn't even reflect the complexity of the characters in a Dishonored game and but their that, habits in a, in a single level of a Dishonored game. And, that extreme freedom in Hitman, though, is intimidating. And frankly, a turnoff for some people, namely um, me. Well, then this goes, I, I would say that Deathloop goes in the opposite direction, Alex, uh, to its own detriment to a degree. It's leading, isn't it leading you by the hand? And like, you can go off the beaten path and you explore what? whenever you want. I kind of, I'm kind of enjoy, enjoying being led by the hand for a it, little bit. It makes it completely digestible. And that's kind of what I'm digging about it. And when it's you go off. It's an arcane light. And it's a lot of fun, and I like its world. When you go off and it challenges you, it's ready to be insanely challenging. Right. Um, but it does. It didn't give me enough information to really explore its alternative content on my own without turning to YouTube to explain how to fucking do it. But again, mm-hmm. like we never knocked that against Dark Souls, and that's basically what it made you do. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't tell you anything. I'm, I'm, not ab- no. I'm not above like reading an article no. saying, here's some fun stuff you missed in you know, Deathloop. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll pull it out next time I get a chance. Okay, well then here's one I'll say. Uh, I think it's Carl's Bay. Maybe it's not done. Have you gotten what? a piece of information about uh, some people doing an illicit experiment? I'm pretty sure it's in Carl's Bay. Yeah. And when you get there in the afternoon, it's this it's this thing on a table that will suck up residue, right? Mm-hmm. Have you, do you know this, Alex? Yeah, because I yeah I can suck up residue. And have you have you have you finished that encounter? Yeah, have, I have you killed farm- Wenji. No, not Wenji. No, 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 no. no. It's got nothing to do with Wenji. And All Wenji right. is also in the complex. She's not anywhere near Carl's Bay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're talking about like the the pharmacist lady who has like the black hole in her in her lair. No, we are not no. talking about a boss. We are talking about a piece of information you find right. that some people are doing uh, an unauthorized experiment in Carl's Bay. Something like that like might be might be worth looking into. And when you get there, what they're dealing with is there's just like two or three NPCs milling around and there's a machine that uh, you can pick up this box and this box will absorb the residue from anything in front of it. Okay. Okay. If you fill up the box and then bring it back to where you found it, there's a machine there. Um, you plug it into the machine, and depending on how much residue you've put into the gatherer, you will get four trinkets of an, uh, an escalating quality. Hmm. So here's what you do, Alex. In the morning and at noon, you go out and you farm some residue. And you walk back into this area in the afternoon with, like, you know, 30k residue, because it takes 25 to fill the device completely. Then you walk to the basement of this area and let the turret there kill you. 
Walk back in, clear the area of bad guys, pick up the device, walk down to your corpse, which has 25,000 residue on it, and, <laughs> f- and fill the device. Then walk back up to the machine, plug it in, and be ready for a fight. Because it's a loud machine and enemies are coming. But if you fill it, you will get four legendary trinkets. And I was getting trinkets, and I had beaten the game at this point, and each time I went through and did this, I was getting trinkets that I'd never seen before. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, like, when you do go off the beaten path, it is quite rewarding. But it's so opaque for that off-the-beaten-path shit. Um, I, it, it wasn't giving me enough things to investigate, and it wasn't making it easy for me to investigate them. Still, though, I kind of like... I'm kind of... I like it when, like, it's like a misty thing. That's not too crazy. No, I do, too. But I need, you know, I need something in the mist to walk towards, like I do. And... A lot of times it's a building like with a keypad on it, and that's it. There, there's a there's a box here with a code. Find the code. Yeah, but the code could be anywhere across any time of day in these True. four different areas. Like it's, <laughs> and so if you want to get into this building, unless you're willing to look it up, the odds of you just stumbling across again. I had it took me until after I'd beaten the game to unlock the delivery boxes. Yeah, those are bugging me. I, you know what? I see what you're saying. Look look it up. Do it, Alex, because that is a handy, handy feature to have. Mm. And as I did this thing with the Residuum Collector, I exploited the fact that you can get a gun turret delivered there in the afternoon. <laughs> so, oh, those things are nice. It, it's fucking handy. And there's one. Handy and again, that, that one that kills you in the basement is there for the taking. Yeah. Uh, another good tip. Have you noticed what's in the bottom of every gun turret, Alex? Uh, batteries. A battery! Handy. Yeah, those are useful as shit right now. That'll solve some puzzles for you. Just yes, it will. Get them out of the gun turrets. So yeah, it is, it is good. It is quite good. Maybe I should go back to it, but I'll be honest, and this is going to blow this... Well, maybe it won't blow your minds, but it blew my mind. I'm fucking hyped for Death Stranding tomorrow. Uh, you, you go enjoy that. So <laughs> I can't I wait to you, see those I saw pretties. you post about it, and I tried watching the Digital Foundry video because I respect those guys, and they know a lot more than any of us do about these things. I got bored five minutes in. I'm like, yay, walking. Yeah, Look at those rocks. Yeah, Look I know, at them you rocks. Don't, you don't care about Pretty-ass rocks. I get it. I get it. You don't care oh, about oh, it. Oh, but there's moss in those rocks. No, I mean... Actually, rip- they moved some stuff around. Honestly, they redid some of the uh, environments. True. Yeah, I mean, and that's... Like, that's it's, it's not just they shined it up. They actually redid things. I really appreciated the subsistence comparison because I do think that's fairly apt. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it kind of... It, I was kind of sad that they focused entirely on resolution and frame rate. That's the only. It's digital two. foundry. I know, but but sometimes they'll talk about like and and there's this lighting effect. Like no, there's no lighting changes. Like there's there's nothing other than the resolution and speed bump, really, in terms of technology that's being applied to this version. Did they wash away any of the Kojima bullshit, or is that still like ten feet thick? Okay. No, 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 no. First of all, just uh, people did you don't ever, talk the way he like. Did no, you ever? Yeah, did yeah. you ever play? Any subsistence, sustenance, any of those? No, no. I, okay. I played. I played all of the original like Metal Gear releases. I did not play any of them, the re-releases or upgrades or. Okay. So subsistence was what fucking you, great. What you need to picture is a cheese grater in one hand and a block of cheese in the other, and this cheese had a word has a word across it, and that's Kojima. Now, mm-hmm. when you pick up any Metal Gear Solid game or Death Stranding, what you got was. Uh, piece of meat on a bun with like someone scraping Kojima across all of that. It's all Kojima basically. There is no meat. It's just a Kojima sandwich. And then they put a bun on top 
and they gave it to you. And that's and what a subsistence is, is they took that sandwich before they gave it to you, put it back down on the board, and started running some more Kojima over the top <laughs> oh, of it. No. And then yeah, and so, so it's, so it's more. even more. It's even more and more oh. Kojima. And then they handed it over to you. I see if Kojima didn't actually make good games, he'd be just Peter Molyneux with, you know, a different haircut. Yeah, but he does. He, and but no, he makes good games. And he reliably makes mechanically interesting games. Like, if I don't like them personally, I respect them. And I, yeah, I just I have more respect. Death your, your food, like did your food arrive? Is that no, what it is? No, but someone is definitely ringing my bell, so I'll be right back. Oh, man. Security here. He so have you story. gotten Tales of Arise? Uh, it's here. I haven't played it yet. It is okay. Uh, it's oh, you're playing it? Yeah. Um, it's, it is just fine. It's it's reviewing well, and, and is, not just tales well. It's reviewing well. It is a grilled cheese sandwich, and yeah, it's a you know, I, big one. That's well. I have heard that the um, downloadable content is a little abusive. Like you can buy boosters and things like that. Oh yeah, no, you can get like little. Here's ten levels. Yeah. Oh, so you're just admitting this thing's grindy as hell. And oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, I, that's what I've heard, is that they kind of dumbed it down or changed it up a little bit. But here's the thing. Here's the question. For a Tales game, does it actually look like a current generation game? No. Uh, does it look like one generation old? It, it it looks pretty good. Okay. That's still better. It's it's, it's still pretty better. good. Like, it looks like, like the actual character models look like a 3D anime. And, like, I don't know. Anime that moves at 60 FPS, I'm, I'm, I, I like it. I don't hate it. What are we talking about, Tails? Tails. Yeah, he actually started, I, yeah, Alex started Tails before I did. You started it, playing Tails? I got, I got super bored. I'm like, what is By death something loop? completely unlike anything i played in the last six months? Like, So you're in the middle of Deathloop and have not completed it, and you decide to start a 60-hour RPG. No, 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 no. I was playing Arise before like, I was trying to wait on um, Deathloop, because oh. I had put it on my list. I'm like, I don't want to get two Deathloops. And I didn't, so it's like, okay, back to Deathloop. I'm definitely way more into that than Arise, but it's it's a solid action RPG. I'm, okay. I'm thinking about what I'm doing in battle. I'm trying to, like, strategize what the best meal is to have. Do I want to heal right after battle and save So it's, it's Tails. It's a Tails game. It's yeah, just, it's no, tales. there's strategy involved in lots of fun button mashing. Okay, That's when I think good. of well-done anime presentation, I think of Guilty Gear. I think of those Naruto yeah. games. This is, I would say this is just slightly under the last Dragon Quest. Ew. As far as art style? Or? Yeah, not art style, but just like in terms of like... Representation of the a, anime form. Yeah, it is, it's damn mm, anime. Okay. Okay. And it's okay. got a decent um, uh, uh, production budget. Like some of the backgrounds are kind of repetitive, but it has a lush orchestral score that's pretty good. Oh, better than that MIDI score that Dragon Quest had there. Holy <laughs> shit, I'm still mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> no, I will, I will play Tales. It is here. It's just that last week, I was still working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And after we recorded, I saved Sigurd. I got him back. And he's Armless. missing his arm. Yeah. And he's he thinks he's a god now. He's officially gone crazy. They've driven him crazy. So I got him back. And I said, you know what? I got Sigurd back. I am obnoxiously powerful. I am no longer going to do any side stuff. I'm just going to run in straight lines towards objectives. And if something, if I trip over a treasure chest, I will open it. But I'm not going to do anything else. Okay. Just thing to thing to thing. That was at 70-ish hours. <laughs> at 90-ish hours, I'm still not done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
oh, and like the DLC is like twenty bucks. I'm like, I'm not, I don't think this game needed any DLC. No, no, and I, I, I think God. I, I am in the last area now of of England, right? Because it's broken up into chunks. You pledge yourself to a chunk. You finish a chunk. You move on to the next chunk. I'm in the last one, and I'm dealing with with um, uh, uh, one of one of Ivor's old friends that you just don't remember from before, I guess. Um, but it, these places, the, these individual areas, went to some interesting places. They, yeah, I tweeted out. The, they they hmm? meet the freaking Iroquois. Yes. So that was interesting. It, it, I was worried that it was going to pull the Red Dead Redemption Two thing, where we're spending like hours and hours somewhere else, because it feels that way at the start. You, 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 you leave England to chase down the son of the guy you killed in the very beginning of the game, because he now is with the Order. And you arrive, and you have none of your shit, because <laughs> you have to be incognito. Yeah, it's like, like a little piece of DLC, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, I'm like, great. But the thing is, I was already so powerful, I didn't buy anything. I, I, I bought, like, a club, and I killed him with the club. <laughs> See, I have a spear, like a nice silver spear, and like a literally a giant golden axe that sets people on fire, and I just, like, run around in, like, circles and just set everything on fire and just kill yeah. Yeah, like I'm not even thinking about combat anymore. It's mostly just finding loot and like, how the fuck do we get in that house? Yeah, where do I, I shoot this arrow to open this door to like pull this lever? To I, I am level like 390. Yikes. Um, all of my stuff, with the exception of my shield, is as pimped out as it can possibly get. So I don't pick up anything anymore. I'm just running from thing to thing now. I respect the making... skill tree. It's a yeah, nice no, country. I, I'm almost, I'm, I think I'm almost up with full. I think it's going to be full at 400. Plus there's DLC stuff. Or not DLC stuff. There's stuff open up around the outside of the skill tree. I don't remember from the first time. Oh, man. There's this one that like like when you kill an enemy with an arrow, the, your crow will pick up the loot. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Um, but it, it's got some interesting places. There's there's weird like references. Like there was a reference to a prodigy song. You know, the guy's saying, smack my bishop. <laughs> which is totally referenced to Smack My Bitch Up, which is like from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, Ivor says, so the cake was a lie? <laughs> Boo. Uh, yeah. Um, there was, today, I ran across allusions to the Wicker Man. Like, literally, there was a guy being burned in a Wicker Man. 100% the exact same thing. I also had Oliver Twist happening, where, you know, I had somebody running a band of children stealing stuff. So it's it's making allusions to things, and it's not shy about it. It's kind of funny. I'm just... It's I'm I'm ready for the game to be done. I'm yeah, so it's like why won't you stop? Ready? We'll I, stop. I, 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 oh yeah, you can't I, take a break and come back to it, can you? No, I don't want to. Because yeah. if I do, I'll stop. No, my last break was like six months. A brand yeah. new fucking Tales game, and you won't stop. And I, this and this game came out a year ago. I, and I started playing it, thinking, ah, I'll just play this for a little while because oh. I have nothing else to play right now. I already bought it. I'm trying to not spend a whole lot of money, and it's it's literally over ninety hours now. It and looks really good. No, it really does. I and the love the clouds. Oh, the skyboxes are great. Mm. Um, did you get to the area that's basically Halloween? No. So that, that's 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 the Wicker Man area. Ah, you, fuck. You, you get there, and it is uh, Samhain, but they pronounce it differently. Mm. And Eivor literally like puts on a costume, which is his cloak and a, and a horse skull, and goes trick-or-treating. Great. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's love awesome. It. No, I love uh, it. And then later, l- later on, you have to talk to a druid, and the druid doesn't want to talk to any mortals. He only talks to spirits. So you put that costume back on to fool the druid, <laughs> and it's actually hilarious. You know, over the last couple of weeks, you've actually made a strong case for me revisiting this game. I'll give you that. The, the PS5 version is exquisite. It's the best running Assassin's Creed I've ever played. You know what? I, I wanted a year to... from launch. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. 
Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your PlayStation Five purchase at this point? Uh, pretty damn chuffed. Chuffed to bits, mm. I'd say. So, in a good way, is that chuffed good? Chuffed. Oh is good. yeah. Okay. Chuffed is good. Chuffed. Okay. Chuffed. It's uh, it's English. No, it's not. An, I know it's not uncommon. I guess I've never been sure. What the fuck I've been it? watching a lot of Great British Bake Off. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. And when they're trying to be like grateful and humble that they won like Star Baker, they're just like, oh, I'm chuffed. I'm like chuffed. I'd say. <laughs> Oh, the thing about Valhalla, when you get far enough to the north, you're no longer killing just the English or Danes. The Picts show up. Ooh. Aren't, they, aren't the Picts, and, like, like, basically yeah, like Vikings? Savage. Basically. Uh, no, kind of, but they're they're Christians, sort of. Oh. So you, you get there, and you're like, hey, go back north of Hadrian's Wall. They don't call it Hadrian's Wall, but that's what it is. Go back north of the Wall. And the Picts are like, we were here when the Romans are here. The Romans aren't here anymore, but we still are. We'll be here when you're gone. <laughs> At which point, Ivor kills like a hundred of them. Um, it's also that's still an taking... intimidating thing to say. To oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing, Ivor's like, I always found it interesting how the Danes arrive and there's Christians there, right? And they're just like, okay, your god is real, that's fine. They just accept it. The Danes don't try to convert anybody. They're like, oh, that's your god. He's kind of weak. We have our gods. Our gods aren't subtle. So. At one point, I was talking to like a bishop or somebody, and he's like, yeah, you're Christ. He's good, but he's kind of soft. And yet, I've never met any Christians like him. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> such a shot against like Christianity yeah. in general. I was like, oh, it went right across my bow. Wow, okay. Oh, okay. I'll, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll often mention my disdain for religion in general, but I will say I have met some Christ-like Christians. So I have too. It's it's, there, but it's yeah. just, the way he did like in that no shy way. It's just it's it's just it gets some licks in. It does. I'm just the problem now is that the character of Sigurd has basically disappeared. He's Again. he comes well. He's he's there, but he's not doing anything. Hmm. He's pouting in his room all the time. Mm-hmm. He comes out to yell at Ivor once in a while, and it's no longer. It's no longer interesting that, that the relationship between Ivor and Sigurd is gone. Cool. There's the, nothing there. Are the people happy that their Sigurd has returned and is leading them again? Kind of, but he's not really doing anything. Well. I mean, I, I mean, part of it is because you can play a lot of these areas in any order. It's difficult for them to put the story bits in in the right place because it's kind of freeform. Bullshit. Hades so. is doing it. Well. I'm at the point now where I have already... Uh, mom's are, Sorry, spoiler. Mom's already back in, in the house with us. And she's commenting on uh, the the Dusa getting terminated scandal that's going on right now. What? <laughs> yes, that's happening. I will not right... stand for this. No, that's happening right now. And no, like her advice is like, don't fuck with Nix. Just don't interfere with Nix on this one. Is my advice. oh fuck so. Nix. No, it's Dusa's... the first. Yes, the first time I'm aside with anyone else over me, I'm kind of hurt. Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Thought you'd have my back. Deuce is my friend. Deuce is the best. <laughs> And yeah, I'm still playing fucking Hades. And during Deathloop, at the end of every day, I'd be like, okay, I want to do something less stressful. I'll play a little bit of Hades. Like, How every... is that less stressful? Come um, on. Well, it's... there's less... Mm, you know what? You just roll with it. Like, I'm... I, yeah. I, I, I beat, right, I right. beat Dad. And Alex, do you remember what my least favorite weapon is? Uh, the, um... It's one of my favorites. Rifle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the rail. I'm at the point now where I can just, like, I walk into the room, the rail is glowing purple, all right, pick up the rail, off we go. And I'm, I'm going to beat Dad, no matter what, no matter what weapon I pick up right now. Um, and I just roll with it, and the story is ongoing, and right now my objective is to improve my relationship with all of the Olympians so that Persephone's plan can come to fruition. And we don't know what Persephone's plan is yet, but it's my mom, I trust her. And I'm just rolling with Hades, and then when I started playing Kena, that just stopped. 
Mm. I, did, right. I did not have time for Hades until Kena was over. Does that mean it's time for headlines? It must be. There were, nothing really happened this week. I don't know if we need to get into it. Well, there is one thing that... What? I forgot there was a direct this week. I completely It was forgot. pretty... Oh. <laughs> it definitely had a moment that made me go, what the fuck? Yes, mm. we'll get to that, I'm we'll, sure. We'll get to it, but before we do, I saw James Gunn's The Suicide Squad this week. Yes. Oh, well, John Cena in it. Yes. Um, have you guys seen this, anyone? No. No. Um, I can't remember the last time... Okay, so I went to Amazon Prime. It was available to rent for 25 Ooh. Or buy it for 30 Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So I just laid down 30 And I ended up watching it twice before the weekend was over. Um, it's really, really fun and good to the same degree the Guardians is. Um, Harley is less of a presence than she was in the first Suicide Squad. Um, but she totally gets a moment that echoes uh, why Harley endures as a character. And why uh, so many people identify with her and why she kicks so much ass. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, the rest of the cast is uniformly fucking awesome. John Cena is fucking hilarious in this movie. Uh, he's really. He's, he's found his niche. He's found yes. his career. So, he has, there you go. Yeah, he's really. Uh, they really give him a lot of opportunities to, and he has a great banter going with Idris Elba. Uh, they, uh, the Polka Dot Man guy is a great character. The action was really fun the whole way through. The, my only complaint about it is Amazon would sometimes go to a lower bit rate during something, oh. during a specific, uh, particularly dazzling um, special effects sequence. Oh. And so I would roll it back and it would buffer and I'd be able to watch it in HD. And it said, this is the ultra high def version that you're getting. I'm like, fuck you, Amazon Prime. But, but at least they let me buy it. I'm like, fucking PlayStation Network. PlayStation, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Absolutely excellent. Uh, four stars. Lots of fun. It's almost like James Gunn's a good director and Disney shouldn't have fired him. Almost. He's, yeah. yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. And he's and you can tell he's having fun with this. It's really nice for him to be able to uh, do something that's not PG. Because when James Gunn has the license to blow a head off, like, uh, he has so much fun. <laughs> he has so much fun. <laughs> and so, so do you, the viewer. Uh, it was, yeah, no, it was really, really well done. And with that... Headlines. <clears throat> In entertainment news, Netflix has confirmed King Tiger Season 2 is coming this year. Tiger King? Tiger King. How? I don't know. Well, they just... What else has he done? They went and talked to more... Maybe they're just talking about other horrible cat people. Big cat people. Man. Big cat people, I should specify. They're not going to... Lightning in a bottle twice. I mean, I guess they think? could just focus on how the guy's been in prison trying to get out and like, was talking to Trump for a hot second. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, Alex, do you have an I thought I was going to get a pardon. Alex, do you have an appetite to return to the world of Tiger King? Absolutely not. Me neither. I'm just not... It was... It was... He thought it was... He hired a limo. It was a greasy, indulgent McDonald's cheeseburger when we had it. And now it's just been like, we've been under this pandemic for this whole time. <laughs> I can't feel more of the darkness again. Need happy things. <laughs> Need happy things. And that's another reason why Kena was so nice. Because it was just very Okami, just like, we're coming here, we're going to help. Psychonauts 2 was that for me. Hmm. Oh, I can see yeah. that. And it was a nice warm blanket. And a lot of people are saying that Kena is like a PS2 game with, you know, current-gen graphics. Absolutely. That in terms sounds of, fine. In terms of mechanics, yeah. that's 100% true. So was Ratchet and Clank. Um, that's true. Yeah, so again, again, it's, it's something very simple, but well executed. <clears throat> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be available free to all Disney Plus subscribers on November 12th. I'm fucking hyped for that. 
I've heard nothing but amazing things about that movie. It's supposed yeah, to be I awesome. I do want to see that. I totally want to see that. I feel so bad that I spent that money on Black Widow. Okay. I really, I expected it to be good. I expected Black Widow to be better than it was. I didn't what, like it. What happened to the lawsuit? Is she still embroiled? I, it's, with that's her ongoing. Lawsuit? Oh, this could take years. Yeah, that didn't. That that hasn't yeah. resolved itself yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the best part of Black Widow was uh, Florence Pugh. Well, yeah, they're setting I mean, up for you know, a new one. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot, There was a lot of nice moments. Like, let's not re relitigate Black Widow. Black Widow yeah. had its moments. Okay, <clears throat> Netflix has acquired the entire Roll Doll Story Company. So this is like Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, James the Giant Peach, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So Charlie that's a lot. Factory. That's a yeah. lot of... And ECO Trot, everyone's favorite. I don't know what the fuck that is. Huh? Yeah, no, it's it's like don't 20, 20 pages long. Okay. Oh. I thought you I thought you were going to tell me it's this horrible, horrible old white man thing. No, it's, it's cute. Okay. <laughs> a, a guy tries... Like, it's an older man trying to hook up with an older woman by pretending he... He can make her, her uh, tortoise bigger, but he's just buying different tortoises and replacing them slowly. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty yeah, cute. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> I, feel, I, like I, I feel like an escalating series of tortoises should not be that easy to acquire. <laughs> anyway. uh, Apparently it was in the 70s. LeVar, <laughs> LeVar Burton revealed this week that he's past wanting to be the host of Jeopardy and is feeling pretty pleased with all the opportunities that have come this way as a result of the conversation around it. Great. Yeah. They still don't have a permanent host. Yeah, and, but no, like, people were... Man, that guy turned it. out to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> Apparently he was. No. Look too close. Machiavellian ass bitch. <laughs> In Overwatch news, Chaco Sunny, executive producer of Overwatch, who was seen as a stabilizing presence when Jeff Kaplan left earlier this year, announced he's leaving Blizzard this week. Yeah, it's bad. Blizzard's... How are you... Go ahead. How bad are you going to feel when Overwatch 2 comes out and it's like a 7 out of 10? Uh, pretty bad. Um, mm. The thing is, like, my brother and I still play every weekend. We we play every Saturday to Tuesday night. Um, and yeah, we still have fun with it. I'm still getting... State of California, subpoena Bobby Kotick. That was fun. <sighs> well, there's... Well, he's just going to go... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it was on True. Kotaku like two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Uh, if if Bobby Kotick sees any consequences oh, for I anything know, I know, ever, I know. I'll be amazed. Be, it'd be nice to see. No, uh, it, no, he would. It would be cool to live in that world. But we don't. <laughs> we don't. I, I'm, I'm holding that hope that's all I got left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blizzard's chief legal officer, Claire Hart, also resigned in an announcement this week. That's not good. Yes, fleeing a sinking ship. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, not in headlines, but that um, that upport of Diablo Two is out today. I think. Yeah, I saw. That's it. Yeah. someone else gonna have fun with that. So I just just out of curiosity, went looked at the reviews okay. on Xbox. Yeah. Apparently, they were having massive they were having massive server issues. Come on, <laughs> is it like a PR campaign at this point? I, Does I don't even Diablo Two have like? Well, can can you play it single player? It's it's got the Diablo 3 thing where it's online all the time. But it's also, they made a big point of saying it's the exact same game. So it's a 25-year-old game they can't get to run right. Or wait, mm -hmm. no, 20-year-old? So you, 20 can't, year old, so you, old, you can't just play the single-player version of the game, basically. Oh, you can, but oh, okay. it requires an internet connection because it's monitoring your stuff. So Remember that? So you can't play the single-player until the server issues are, are resolved. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. It, I mean, it's resolved now. I mean, it oh. was probably just the initial rush of people buying it. Well, people are saying they played for a while and then they get crashed and they lost all their stuff or they couldn't get logged Oof. in. And, yeah, I'm pretty disappointed that there was a rush, but maybe that's too much. Yeah. To, maybe it's too much to expect to people. 
The problem is, I look at that and I go, I could play Diablo 2 again. Really? I look at it and I'm like, I don't need to play a game. It that looks I stiff as hell in a I, way I, I could, It does. I, I but... look at the graphics for that game and I'm just like, I'd rather play Diablo 3 and that's 1080p. I'd rather play mm. Hades. Totally rather play Hades. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a fun game. Um, <laughs> uh, now beyond just the state of California, the Federal Government Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating Activision. Great. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this goes somewhere. Uh, Destroy All Humans, All Humans Two is getting a remake because sometimes mega games get remakes. It's a really good soundtrack. Apparently, that Destroy All Humans One one just sold sold just enough. I'm sorry. I mean, it was number. It was in the top ten on Steam for like a month and a half. It was oh, pretty wow. good. Yeah. God, imagine if Bloodborne got that treatment. Imagine, <laughs> fucking imagine. Yeah. God. Uh, good smile, Alex. Did you see this mock up? Of the, of the okay, Good Smile Company announced an adorable little Zagreus from Hades Nendoroid figure available for it's pre-order soon. It's pretty cute. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cute little Zagreus, and I haven't thought about a Nendoroid in a long time. But that cute. You think about that Zag? I'm thinking about that cute little Zag. Um, not going to do it. Those days are behind me, but I am tempted momentarily. Uh, <clears throat> it would look so good in your desk, though. Okay, now this came up. <laughs> Uh, I was looking at uh, the Reset Era general PlayStation thread, and someone linked to a journalist who was like followed by Jason Schreier and a bunch of other people. Yeah. And this guy was talking about how apparently Quantic Dream's third game for Sony was not supposed to be Detroit Become Human. It was something called Project Karma or Solstice, and Sony canceled that in favor of a game that expanded on the Kara demo. So Quantic Dream went to work on that, turned around to Sony, and originally um, Detroit had four characters, not three. The fourth character was a quote, I'm quoting here, a whore android with blonde hair and huge breasts. And apparently she had, quote, some of the scenarios with this character resulted in Sony really wanting to wrap up their three-game deal with Quantic and be done with the company. Oh, boy. Did um, you see that Quantic Dream won their defamation lawsuit? Yeah, uh, it was weird. Uh-huh. It, it's weird when someone, you know, cusses at a judge and wins the case. Yeah. Or stops off to say, yeah, wait, I have to tell the truth on the stand? Yeah, yeah it was fucking... Yeah. The French. Yeah. Well, ah, the French. Uh, a rumor this week says Quantic Dream is reportedly developing a Star Wars game that will feature, quote, traditional action gameplay. Whatever the fuck that means. Well, if there's one thing you go to Quantic Dream for, it's the quality yeah. of their action. It's, it's They've that, never made a traditional action game. It's that Ever. sweet, sweet combat in a Quantic Dream mm. game. <laughs> Mark! Red Hook's creative Mark. director. Mark! Mark! I don't get that joke. What are we talking about? It's a way a guy screams for his missing son. And, um, oh, no, 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 no. That's Jason. Oh, sorry, Jason. Oh, it is Jason. Jason. It is Jason. Whoops. Yeah, Jason. God, um, that is, how was that, 15 years yeah, it seems like it. Which one was that? Yeah. No, Quant- was Quantic that? Dream was, P- or no, Jason was PS3. And it was Heavy Rain. It was Heavy Rain, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red Hook's creative director this week confirmed that Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming to all consoles eventually. Probably, eventually. Probably fucking Switch first. So you'll, you'll end up buying it like twice again. Oh, okay, well, and here's the thing. If it comes out 
Um, it'll come out on early access. I'm going to play the fuck out of that, no doubt. <laughs> then it will come out on Switch first. I'm going to have to buy that just so I can have it on my TV. Then eventually, a year after that, it will come out on PS5, and that will be, for me, the definitive version that I will play and yes. play and play and play and play. I, I remember the early access version of basically being, you know, three-fourths of the game at, at launch. Uh-huh. And uh, this is different. They've already discussed it. Maybe I never brought it up, Alex. Maybe. But, uh, do you know what the structure of Darkest Dungeon 2 is? It's going to be like, a, like an actual campaign. Um, okay, every run... A literal epic. It's ev- going through different countries. Every run is a run to the top of the mountain. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, in early access, they have content uh, from the start of the... No, no. From from your leaving point to the top of the mountain. Okay. They have all that, and they're just going to keep on, you know, massaging and adding, blah, 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 making it better. That sounds like a but it, campaign. To there's me. a ton. Yes, exactly. There is that campaign already in there. You just don't have all the heroes. You don't have all the skills. You don't have all the bliss. Uh, you don't have all of that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, you're going to get a very satisfying chunk of gameplay from what it sounds like when Early Access comes out. I'm so fucking hyped. And I'm really disturbed that Early Access is available in a month. We haven't seen one gameplay trailer. We don't know what combat still looks like in Darkest Dungeon 2. I bet they're just they're going to be adding animation at the last second. I, I don't know, but I... Hey, I mean, at least they're talking. Where, where the fuck is Silk Song? Oh, I'm getting upset. Well, are, were you were you one of the clowns uh, prior to today's Nintendo Direct? Oh no 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 no! no. Oh. I don't expect to hear a, a thing about it until next year at the earliest. Next year? Oh, you sweet summer. Yeah, child. like January or something. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. On the anniversary of the last time they traded, uh, the Game Awards. You know. Oh yeah, Achilles. <laughs> chance tries to instill hope. Hope. <laughs> Just to dash it. Chance for, for the chance, content. Chance is evil. Uh, that daily life RPG where you become a cat, the good life, is finally out this October on all platforms. Oh, yeah, okay. Feels like it's been like eight years. Yeah, probably five. RPG. Uh, Apple informed Epic this week that Epic has been blacklisted from its ecosystem until the exhaustion of all court appeals in their ongoing legal battle. Ouch. Way to go, Epic. Uh, problem with that is that no matter wins, we lose. So. Yeah. Eh. Anyway. We'll see Let them fight. Yeah, 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 let them fight. Uh, uh, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct today. <clears throat> it started with Mario Party Superstars. It's coming out on October 29th. I have never played a Mario Party game. I, there must be a market, and I'm glad those people are enjoying their family time. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Voice of Cards The Isle Dragon Roars is available October 28th. That totally looked like a Chamberlain game to me. See, I would, but my son absconded with my Switch to play, of all things, Binding of Isaac. What? I support that. God, people are still playing Bonnie of Isaac. He actually, like, busts into my room. I almost finished it, like, like two nights ago. <laughs> oh, like, yeah? Did yeah. you defeat your angel self? Then Well, no. I, I'm like, you don't really know what the end is, do you? He's like, we're going to fight mom. I'm like, that's not the end. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> then there's a heart. Then there's, like, a, a, a whole world that's a giant chest. Then you kill yourself. And then, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know where it went to after that. But, yeah, he has my Switch right now. <laughs> Gotta kill Satan at least once. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um... The second expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is coming on October 29th. Did you see that trailer for Chocobo GP? No, but I'm going to have to look it up now. So imagine a Mario Kart clone with Final Fantasy characters. And specifically, uh, they were showing a lot of a Chocobo driving around or running around on roller skates. And you, you pick up items just like you pick up, you know, those boxes in Mario Kart. But if you hold on, if you pick up like Faraga or Fyra, for example, 
and then you don't spend it and you keep on driving and you pick up another fire now you've got faraga and you right. keep on driving so that so it actually kind of showed a twist on the Mario Kart formula that immediately made it more interesting, but it's still just Playing a hard poker with your powers. Car- oh, Vivi! I'm okay, okay, now. that's good. Nine representation. What's your six? You gotta see your six. Uh, I don't know. It's going so fast. It's just showing just Chocobo stuff here. Yeah. That might have been Kefka. Vivi might sell me. Yeah, yeah there's oh, Vivi. Oh, his little, like, he's got a hat-shaped umbrella. Oh, that's, that's, a Alex, that's a Moogle. Alex, you, of don't, even, a you Moogle. don't even have a Switch, Alex. I don't. I mean, this is probably a multi-platform title, given that it's... I'm a sucker for 9 and 6 shit. Hang on, let's see. Chocobo GP. And, yeah, I didn't expect 12. I'm not crazy. Oh, that's... those. That's what the numbers you keep saying mean. You're talking about Final Fantasy installments. Yes. It's taking me a while. I was talking about... Your 6, your 6, is, is this like military slang? What are they doing? No, no. no Final Fantasy 6. 6 representation. See, there's a shot there, and all I'm seeing is Chocobo Butt. I'm trying ah. to see the other characters in this. Uploaded by Square Enix. Yeah, okay, the... Uh, the, was, the was that Steiner from 9? Hold on. Fuck yeah. The, the, official, <laughs> the official Square Enix uh, YouTube channel... Only, oh, I'm kind of sold now. Only listed as coming to Switch, Alex. Ah. Sorry, buddy. Well, people need to start asking questions about who Steiner is and what game he's in, and more people need to play it. <laughs> Okay. I swear what, that's Steiner. What, 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 that's what Steiner. game is Steiner in, Alex? Nine. Okay. It's lovely. It had a... That, it's at least on Steam. Is that the guy with the gunblade? Or is that eight? No. That's eight. That was right after eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got the monkey tail guy. Yeah. Kirby and the Forgotten Land coming spring 2022. That actually didn't look bad, actually. No, it's still pretty cute. Really pretty cute. Um, seeing him, like, suck up things and get the abilities and, in 3D. The fact that it's a Kirby game with... What passes for AAA at Nintendo kind of presentation, that was kind of made it interesting. Uh, an Animal Crossing Direct is coming in October that will detail that coffee shop people have been waiting forever for. They actually showed off, like, they said the name of the shop, and then they ended it with a picture of the guy who runs the shop, so it's definitely coming. They just didn't say the shop was coming. Uh, DLC from Mario Kart Super Rush is coming, with Koopa as a playable character. And uh, the Switch is getting a Knights of the Old Republic port, and it looks like bum. Like the first one, yeah. Like that's the actual that's the old republic. Yeah, like this is not the Sony remake. This no. is this is the original game. It is. Oh wow! It is a vestigial oh. PlayStation to PS2 state. Yeah, it's rough. Wasn't it the, was a wasn't the original Kotor Xbox only on console? I think so. I'm, I think it was. I'm almost yeah. positive it was. Um, like it's like the best possible looking PlayStation One game. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I mean, it was technically a... Uh, it technically. was a PS2. It was, yeah, yeah, it was It a, wasn't very good looking for a PS2. No, it, it felt like it was made in the last gen, and then it yeah, took it was, so long. It was still Star Wars, and it still had all the Star Wars sound effects. Yeah, but like... It made, me, it it made me jealous. And it got all these Game of the Year awards, and I could never play it. So KOTOR, oh, it good. KOTOR at, has always been this time. green field I stared at from across a fence and never got to play in. At the time, it was good, but if you try to play it now, like you, you would mm-mm. hurt yourself. If only it's, it's an MMO. If only Sony would pay someone to do a AAA current gen version of it for PlayStation Five. Curse you, world! Why are we yeah, to be? It's going to be a whole new game. It's going to be a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, it's except fun. fucking Star Wars on a PS Five, built for a PS Five. It's going to be sex on a screen, son. With lightsabers. With light. That's what a lightsaber is. <laughs> if anyone tries to tell you it's not, that's not symbolic as shit they're out of their minds 
the way. Um, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Now let's see if you know how to use it. <laughs> Dying Light 2 Stay Human Cloud Version is coming to Switch next year when the game launches on normal platforms. Uh, yeah. Take All your right. time, guys. Doesn't I don't understand how cloud versions of anything are profitable. Because you, 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 you're selling something to a person, but then, just for a single price, and then you have to run the server farm for fucking ever, basically. Oh, not forever. Google taught us that. I know. Just take it away when you're done with it. I know, but, but I don't understand how that's still profitable. It may not be. That's why the Google whatever is already gone. Uh, is it gone? Um, the Stadia is Stadia gone officially? It's pretty much gone. I haven't heard anything about Stadia in like a year and a half. Yet I have a uh, a pre-owned Stadia kit at my store. Oh wow! <laughs> that I keep in the in, in the area of shame. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Dying Light One will be available on Switch October nineteenth. Not on Switch. Uh, Triangle Strategy, which actually looks fairly neat, uh, is coming March 4, 2022. That really looked like a Chamberlain game to me. Ow. Oh, I gotta look that one up too, then. Yeah. I might, have to, I might have to buy another Switch just so I can have mine back. Triangle Strategy. Well, it definitely, yeah. Like, it's maybe a little more tactical RPG than you'd usually enjoy, but it has, like, that old school look. Is it square? I don't no, know it's if it's square. Uh, then they showed a lot of Metroid Dread, and it actually made Metroid Dread look better than anything else they'd shown for it so far. It's coming out October 8th, this year. I mean, who doesn't want a Metroidvania? Exactly. Oh, Triangle, Triangle, Triangle Strategy is totally Final Fantasy Tactics. That's exactly. exactly what it looks like. Yep. Okay. yep. Uh, so yeah, Metroid Dread coming out like in like two weeks? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy they kept that secret for so long. Um, they announced... This is insane. Listen mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. They announced Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, which they didn't give a price. They said, we'll talk about a price later. We hope you look forward to it. And all this online expansion pack does for you is you get the opportunity to play old Nintendo 64 games. Like those games you've been asking for, like Ocarina of Time. Not, mm -hmm. not Majora's Mask yet. That's, uh, that's in the works, they promise. But, but uh, Mario 64 is in there. So you pay an ongoing subscription to play those games you purchased as a child. On their servers. Exactly. But you can't actually purchase the game a la carte. And so they listed like eight uh, Nintendo 64 games. And then they showed like 16 Genesis games that are also coming. Um, and they promised to be adding more. And then they announced wireless N64 and Genesis controllers that will each retail for 50 US dollars. And this to me was just sickening. Like, that is the most gross, money-grubbing, um, evil spirit wearing a smiling mask <laughs> fucking Nintendo <laughs> bullshit, you know? Somebody had a monkey's paw, and this is what happened. Uh, then they announced Shadowrun Trilogy is coming. That actually looks like a not bad upport. Actually, like the original it, NES Shadowrun? Nah, it looked like a remake to me. No, it's the um, that uh, crowdfunded one they did, like, maybe f oh. six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played the first one. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Castlevania Advance Collection. Yeah. Uh, Aria's good. Really? You're... I'm all about that shit. It's oh, that, really? That's also multi-platform. Mm -hmm. Yes. Though, the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games were good. Yep. Like, really good. Really, really good. You know, after... But that's coming to the, that's coming to the big boy consoles, too. I mean, as, resident, as hesitant as I am to give Konami money, 
that's like, oh, but that's really good. Yeah, would Since you actually be good, fucking but... play it? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the problem. That one's a lot more compact than you see that edge. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't even fucking play it, man. It's pretty it's pretty old. It's pretty yeah, old. Yeah, pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty old. Uh, uh I'd play Dracula X though, because that's on there. Which one's Dracula? Dracula X is that's the one that didn't come out in the States. Oh. So it's new to you. I mean it no, I've played it in other things before. Oh my but god. It's good. <laughs> it's up there with Super Castlevania four, hmm. as far as quality Castlevania games go. Uh, then they announced ActRaiser Renaissance, available today. I'm actually watching videos of this, and um, it, ActRaiser is like a game of my childhood. Yeah, there's a lot of people who really loved ActRaiser. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it going, wow, it's not, I'm not going to buy it, but... It doesn't look as bad cool as it made. could. Yeah, it doesn't look as no. bad as it could. It doesn't look as good as it could either. <laughs> but no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. But, yeah. The animation's kind of stiff. Uh, they announced Deltarune Chapter 2, available today as a free update. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed is coming September 30th. Surviving the Aftermath is coming holiday 2021. Uh, you can digitally pre-order Shin Megami Tensei 5 later today. Uh, Wreckfest is coming this year. And yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that deserves to be ported to everything. Yes, like I, I can only say it must be successful enough to legitimize it. Like It must be selling enough on other platforms. Because there's people who buy like you know the, those Deer Hunter games. They keep fucking That's, making them. Yo, it's true. You know what? Fine. There must be an audience for this. Uh, <laughs> Ruin Factory 5 is coming March 22nd. Then Shigeru Miyamoto gets up. <clears throat> and he announces that the cartoon Mario movie they apparently have already announced, which they're doing with Illumination Studios. And those are the, uh, uh, the Minions guys. Despicable mm-hmm. Me. Um, it is the move. The Mario cartoon is coming out December twenty first, twenty twenty two, in the U S. And then they announce the voice cast, and this is real. This is not a joke. Chris Pratt as Mario, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Parks and Rec. Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, nah. Charlie Day from <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as Luigi. I mean that's it's not it's not bad. Jack Black as Bowser. That's just a completely different direction for everybody, but okay. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Why does that feel a little Weird. racist? Um, it does feel here, racist. Well, it does, but I also the black community has apparently always taken ownership of Toad because really? the okay. because okay. the the right. head thing kind of looks like a turban. I think. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. See, these are things I didn't know. Like, I, I did not know. We were talking about a couple weeks ago that that um, Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Has been kind of owned. I didn't know that. I didn't and know that either. That they acknowledged that and got an African American actor to play him. That's well, cool. That's actually cool. But the thing is, like, someone would have to bring that up to people like us who wouldn't fucking know that, and then that person yeah. would have to be uh, smart enough to listen. And I think when we're just all glad he's not playing Donkey Kong. Uh, yes, <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Great. That's that's fine. Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario in the games, as a surprise cameo, and Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Why would they not get Charles Martinet as the actual voice of Mario? I don't understand. He's funny. Because what they're going for here is a Lego movie vibe. Uh, oh, so they get the guy from the Lego movie. Smart. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then they showed Splatoon 3, and they actually showed some gameplay for Bayonetta 3 coming in 2022, they announced. Um, I wish Bayonetta 3 was coming to a big boy console. Watching that trailer, that's all I was thinking. It really looks like a... Yeah. It doesn't even look as good as the first Bayonetta, as far as I'm concerned. 
And she's doing crazy attacks. And the gameplay of what they're showing actually looks really cool. Like, you know how, you know, Bayonetta does some crazy stupid dance and then holds her ha hands above her head and her hair whooshes off and plummets into the ground and this giant portal happens, right? That's Bayonetta, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. out of the portal erupts an incredible, insane monster. But in Bayonetta 3... Bayonetta just keeps dancing in the foreground, and you are controlling the incredible monster in the background, beating the shit out of the boss. It becomes yeah, gameplay. Cool. Yes, that does look cool. I like that. Yeah. But again, it's running on a Switch. So yeah, I'm, I'm 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 watching this trailer here, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is not great. No, in terms of overall look, it's really not fidelity. There's nothing here. There's nothing there. I'm really glad I have a PS5. <sighs> yeah, I. This is a shame. It is. Oh, well. It is. But, yeah, well. I mean, we're all so old codgers, and there are people, you know, like your son, who can look at Binding of Isaac and really get involved in that shit. And but you put Bayonetta 3 in front of them, maybe they'll get involved in that, too. I don't... It deserves better than this. Because the first Bayonetta came out on yes. 360 and PS3, Yes, correct? yes, and it looked and better. the PS3 than... version was shit, but the 360 yeah, version was cool. I love... Okay, the PS3 version was shit compared to the 360 version, and I still fucking loved the PS3 version because it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it had, it had severe frame rate Severe frame rate issues. Um, but then Bayonetta 2 came out on the Wii U. And it was beautiful, but didn't actually look as good as the first one. I don't think. No. No. Mm -mm. I don't remember what... I must have played it on Switch. I think I played a Switch port. I put it on Switch. I played the Switch port. Yeah, now. I played I a Switch port. I never owned a Wii U. And so the best we can hope for is that this looks as good as Bayonetta 2, but even... Like, I don't... I feel like it didn't, really. No, I... I'm looking at it now, and the, the textures are flat. Ugh. I mean, the, the giant monster just doesn't look... The, the particle effects are kind of like, meh. The only thing that actually looks surprisingly good is Bayonetta herself. Love the new hairstyle. I think she looks... Well, that's all... All the polygons are used on Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think the new, I think the new hairstyle is awesome. Uh, Bayonetta 3 will have to come out during a lull. Like, if it comes out the summer lull of 2023 and there's nothing else around, uh, yeah. then I might check out Bayonetta 3 if it gets a bunch of amazing reviews. But based on that trailer, I'm not... Meh. 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 But I am interested. Her legs are still unnaturally long. That's for sure. One of the one of the favorite things I ever wrote was about Bayonetta, and that and was that Bayonetta looks less like a woman than an artist's interpretation of one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very good. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm at the kaiju fight scene. We're controlling the okay. Yeah, that, right. So that looks pretty good. Right? I would like if that actually looked good. Exactly. Right? Exactly. If that looked as good as something could look on a PS5 or a Series X. That's a game I would actually get a little hyped for, um, but you know what? There, there's there's stuff to look forward to. There, there's Forspoken, you know, that's coming. That looks fucking yeah. sick. That, that uh, Forspoken's not this year. Though. No, it's next year. Uh, Kana today is fucking sick. It's been out like three days. Is it's it sixty dollars? Uh, no, it no, was like it's forty for us. Yeah, it was okay. it was fifty for me. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Well, huh. really good. Um, it was pleasant the whole way through but it i did have to kind of like push myself to get to the end of the second area and really what this this game so it needs a few other things it needs things like once you beat the game or you're almost at the end boss it needs to give you a compass to find the rest of the rot because there were like 40 other rot out there so i could never max my level 
And I've, I went back to some places like two or three times because I know there's some rot around here somewhere. Couldn't find anything. That shit is well hidden in Kena. And I scoured some areas. I don't understand it. I'm a ga- I'm an experienced gamer. I know what I'm doing. They got me. See, those they are the best parts. Look behind the waterfalls. You know? Oh yeah, that's the one thing I meant to bring up. What's that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, in a video game, you see a waterfall. Yes. And you go up to it. Yeah, you check behind it. And you yeah. check behind it. Kena, Bridge of Spirits has so many waterfalls. Like it is oh, replete man. with waterfalls. And I'm here to tell you, when you go up to check a waterfall in Kena, Bridge of Spirits. There's fucking nothing there. Ever. What? Ever. These people who made Kena, they don't know that rule about waterfalls. They put waterfalls everywhere, and there is never anything behind them, ever. Hey. And, and, in addition, like, one of the other little value-added things that Kena doesn't have, when you get in the water, she's got a swim animation, and she slowly swims around, and the little adorable little rot swim after. It's, It's really cute. There is no fast swim option. So if you're going out there to check that waterfall, you know, make sure you got the lung capacity, son, because like there is no there is no oxygen meter. But, but you're you're going you're slowly going all the way out there, being disappointed that there's nothing behind the waterfall, and slowly swimming all the way back. Alex, what were you gonna say? You know what Psychonauts puts behind their waterfalls? Treasure chests and puzzles. Piece, pieces of mind. I like that. Congratulations. Here, here's more work. <laughs> no, What's fun no. stuff? It's how to combine know, his powers to... In, in Kena, when I saw a bunch... Of, I love how it does it. When there's a fight up ahead, what you see are orbs, uh, red or red evil-looking orbs floating in space. And as you run in, those orbs loop up, impact the ground, and an enemy sprouts forth. It's really neat. And so many times I would come around a corner, see those orbs, and go, ooh, <laughs> it's like dash towards them. You look forward to that work in Kena. Well, I just realized that yeah, Metroid Dread is December is October eighth. Mm-hmm. Far Cry Six is October seventh. Far um, Cry Six is out in like two weeks. Huh? I can well, get down with that. They really haven't done a media blitz for that. I guess uh, it's coming. They haven't. I guess it's coming. Um, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some really hot reviews. Me too. Yeah. After five. Yeah. I just spat but, it out. But the thing is, like. Playing playing Kena, I was reminded of how turned off I was by, um, what is that Ubisoft Grecian Heroes game? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got renamed Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Rising. Phoenix, yeah, Rising. Phoenix Rising. Yeah. It used to be Gods and Monsters, which was a better name. Exactly. Phoenix Rising. The one that I liked, which you were like, You, you love, yeah, you love that. I did, and I, I had really, fun with that, really because did. it was an Assassin's Creed game that was 20 hours long. Well, <laughs> but the thing is, like, that's kind of exactly what fucking Kena is, except I love Kena. Like, I don't understand why... Oh, yeah, there's another thing I never brought up about it that I want to. I never understand... You can't stand the ubiness of it. Yeah, but I don't understand what it did that turned me off so much that Kana didn't. Like, it's not like Kana's puzzles are that good. They're good. They're not that good. Uh, the combat's good. It's not that good. Uh, the co- I think the combat in Gods and Monsters might have been better than Kana overall. But, I think you just have something against Greece. Um, no, because <laughs> I I was replaying God of War and missing the Greece theme, and I was thinking between God of War and Hades. And, oh my God, there's so much <laughs> Greece stuff going on lately. <laughs> but yeah, that was one more thing I wanted to mention about Kena. Is as you explore the environment, you will. There's all kinds of ways to discover rot in the environment. They will be hiding fucking everywhere. 
And then once you get them, you see this like little wisp thing, like a will-o'-the-wisp in Brave. And then uh, it just sits there floating in front of you until you tap your staff on the ground. And this wisp bursts into this little black furred ch- cherub creature that looks up at you with these gigantic doe eyes. And, mm-hmm. and, and grins with these little round teeth and two little round fangs. And it's so happy to see you. And then Kane will say something like, hi, and then he just joins you. And that's a piece of your XPs now. Having that little thing look up, it's like, it's, it's, it's so smart because, uh, it is a natural human response to laugh when someone else is laughing, right? When someone looks at you with a smiling face, it is hard not to just raise your eyebrows and kind of reaction to that. Uh, it's, you repeatedly have this experience of meeting these adorable little creatures and it makes you just feel a little just rush of, Hi, every time. <laughs> Kena, so, it nails something. It misses a lot. It nails what's important somehow. Sometimes just having just the feels is okay. Yeah. You know, just, just that works. 100%. But to have... I'll play it. to I'm have not pay money to, for it. To have yeah. that, plus the Zelda structure, plus the remarkable visuals, um, it's not perfect. It's really good. It's really worth checking out. Right. And next week I'll probably be talking about Death Stranding. If it will let me upgrade. All right. I chance promise. Love. You promise? On my honor. Yeah. Yeah. I will not make any inappropriate jokes about Death Stranding. All right. I'm past that. Well, I'm past it. If you won't, I'll do my best to. I, <laughs> I wonder what tartarates no. taste like. <laughs> That that's, I wonder is that ever explained why there's like I don't know peeps, giant tardigrades yeah giant know. tardigrades that you eat like there's giant tardigrades in Death Stranding yes yeah you, you eat that's them. your health yeah and it's like a, a what wow, what are they yeah. called though it's like one a day keeps the DTs away or something they sell they tell you I don't know yeah it's weird it's, it's weird it's dumb. yeah and and Leia Sado like eats one in front of you and it's. Very suggestively, so it's really. You, well, I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't think it was suggestively. I thought it was. I thought it was like a big dick energy thing. Did she? That's what it felt like to I me. Said I it could be both. Do it. I okay. So you did not finish. No. Death Stranding the first. No, time no. I got distracted. You put a by significant something. amount of time <laughs> building your highways <laughs> on it, but you never <laughs> actually finished the game. No, I got distracted by something else. It might have been Overwatch. I don't know. Yeah, okay. You attempt it this time, or is this just buying it for the pretties and we'll see how far you get? I'm going to buy it for the pretties, see how far I get. I do like the idea of something as relaxing as Death Stranding, although I appreciate that Death Stranding is actually like really kind of... Uh, Not relaxing? No, it's... Uh, you, you're, you're very involved in it. It makes traversal very involving, and I like that. I remember liking that. Uh, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's rarely um, a stressful kind of... It's not like Overwatch stressful ever. It's not an adrenaline situation. No. Death Stranding, you know, it's got its exciting moments. It's never an adrenaline situation. The worst Death Stranding gets is like, oh, my packages. <laughs> like, you could die, but the worst the worst part of that is that you lost your packages. <laughs> my, my packages are damaged. Ah. Exactly. So now I'm going to get less reward for these packages. Or maybe I have to repeat this quest because I wasn't supposed to drop this thing. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to check it out. But I don't know if I'll put the amount of time. I, I guess we'll see. So see what you're distracted by. Yeah. Right. So I Alex, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just found this thing called Timberborn, where it's it's a society sim where you're 
post-apocalyptic beavers. Oh yeah, and it is delightful. So you are you just looking at this, or have you played it? I have. I'm just looking at this. It looks okay. adorable. Timberborn. It's like it's like a like an old like isometric like strategy like. Uh, I guess Age of Empires is the closest thing, but it's mostly just like city building. Humans are long gone. Will your lumber punk beavers do any better? A city building game featuring ingenious animals, vertical architecture, river control, and deadly droughts contains high amounts of wood. It's a lot of wood. Yeah, but then I have to play it on PC. Also, beavers just you know farming and what was that? Steel mills. Age of Iron. Age of Iron, Age of Steel, Age of Iron. Yeah, there was something that just came. I think it just came out. I think it's Age of Iron. Yeah. I think it's Age of Steel. Age of Iron, Age oh. of Iron and Rust, Age of Iron, Angus Watson, Age of, Steel. Age of Iron Maiden members. Iron. I think Google, it's you're way off. Video game. Age of Iron. Beat. Tales of Iron. No, Tales of Iron. Thank you. But yeah, T A L E S. Yes. Yes, Tales as in Tales. Oh no, T A I L S. Yeah. An epic RPG adventure with punishing, punishingly brutal combat. Yes, apparently this is actually kind of Souls-like, so you wouldn't be into it. But oh, damn it. I'm huh. curious about Tales of Iron. I've been looking at Tales of Iron for a while. I always liked the idea of anthropomorphic rodents. I don't know why. I guess Secret in them when I was a kid. That movie was terrifying when I was young. Yeah, yeah. I saw that when I was like five or six or something. And every week, my parents would go to the video store to rent a movie so they could have, like, their movie night on Saturday night or something. And every week, I would force them to also rent Secret of Nim. I mean, you gotta get your owl fixed. Yeah, That's they, a great fucking owl. They probably spent, like, a hundred bucks renting that movie over the course of years. For me. Well, that was back when VHS tapes cost $300. I had a similar thing with uh, Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, it's not bad. Worse. They, they could have dumped... Uh... Watership Down in front of you and walked away. I, Ooh, I did see Watership Down when I was very young. And the thing is, I saw Watership Down for the first time when I was in the grips of a terrible fever. So, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was, that was an experience. Oh. Oh. I actually played the first Bayonetta when I was very, very sick and had a fever. And that created some weird dreams, that's for sure. Um, For me, it's Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't sick, but my brother and I were, my parents were out of town, so my brothers and I were staying over at the house of some woman who worked with my father, and she didn't check up on us, she just gave us a ton of candy and shit, and we rented a Nintendo, and so me and Chris were up till like, four in the morning, playing Mario Brothers 2, and then I got like, three hours of sleep, woke up, kept on playing Mario Brothers 2 all day, and then my parents picked us up that afternoon, Took us to a really nice restaurant, and I just passed out. Had a, had, had terrible, swirling dreams of Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> <clears throat> no, okay, the, the, the fan casting tweets are getting pretty good. Are we Jared saying? Leto as Piranha Plant. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. Jordan as Waluigi. Oh, that reminds me. I don't really want to mention. I saw Wolf of Wall Street. For, I'd never seen it. It's not bad. Um, the worst people like it for the wrong reasons, but other than that... To me, like, this is like... I remember the conversation coming out, I think, a couple years after Wolf of Wall Street, that really all Martin Scorsese's movies are glorifying the worst American excesses. Yep. And glorifying those people and making them heroes. And then I watched... And I heard that years ago, and I was like, eh, well, I do remember Goodfellas. And then I watched this, and uh, I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. That's 100% what this is. And so I watched this movie, and this was 
And I didn't, again, I'd never seen it, but apparently this was the movie that introduced Margot Robbie to the world. And then, two days later, I watched The Suicide Squad. <laughs> it really reminded me of... Uh, okay, that's a good way to put it. I was so disappointed with Margot Robbie's character <laughs> in this fucking movie, because I'd heard she was yeah. in it. Yeah. Heard, I'd heard she was in it. And to see Margot Robbie's character and... Um, uh, Christine Milioti, I want to say her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really the only two female characters in the show. And I, I just didn't like what happened to both of them. I didn't like how no, the characters it's horrible. were treated. I didn't like the degree of agency they had. And then to go from that into the Suicide Squad and see Margot Robbie doing her Harley thing, which she does so fucking well to begin with, and seeing the character of Harley... Um, given the opportunity to be the character that she really never successfully was in either of her previous iterations, it was great. I did like the scene where he's on Quaaludes and like he has to do like physical comedy, like actually get in his car. That was hilarious, I'll grant you. That was really damn impressive. No, the, the cast of guys is good. Um, I, I, I really like his, his group of wolves or whatever they are, whatever they yeah. call themselves. Um, but... The whole thing was very, it was very much that same part of me that did enjoy Tiger King, that first viewing. You know, it was, the, it was that guilty part of me that's like, oh, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> it had the exact right amount of Matthew McConaughey being weird. Uh, I could have taken more of it. A little more, but like, I like how he's just like a, just a spicy appetizer. I wish we had seen, like, it would have been nice to meet that character later as a warning to Leo DiCaprio as, like, this is what will happen if you go down this path. And maybe, you know, uh, McConaughey is old and still trying to, you know, snort all the coke in the world. And, but at least, you know, show that to Leo, that this is where you'll That's live. a story, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something, but and, but they never did that. It was weird. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into Wolf of Wall No, I get it. Like, like, I didn't like it that much. Patton Oswalt says he'll never watch Mad Men because I knew Don Draper in the 90s. Hmm. That reminds, I don't need to see that dark shit again. That reminds me. Speaking of Patton Oswalt, I had a thought last night that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. If Remy and his family are French rats, why do they all have American <laughs> accents? Alex? I mean, why does Luigi Linguini not have a French accent? Because uh, he, he was... He was because his mom moved to the states, his mom moved away. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. that makes sense. He was, what, he was raised in Ratatouille. 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 Oh. So Linguini having an American accent makes perfect sense. Every other character in the movie has a French accent. The fact that I, Remy has an American—I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Patton Oswalt is it's, cast. I think it's like still. Well, no, I think the Good Dinosaur is the least one. I think it's like the second to worst performance of any Pixar movie. In terms of box office. Mm-hmm. That's always bummed me out. Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh, it's like God. that and the good dinosaur. Okay, well good dinosaur wasn't good. It wasn't no. Like a good dinosaur would have made a wonderful straight to D V D release. Um <laughs> no, I'm not shitting on it. Like it's definitely beautiful. It's aesthetically gorgeous, um, but not up there with the rest of Pixar's work, I would say. Ratatouille is one of their best. I, I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh. Alex, did you watch uh, what if? I did. Yeah, I loved last week's. I loved this week's. This week's was fun. It was like a party Thor. Yeah. And like, um, what's I, uh, act- Chris, Chris, um, shit. Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Chris, no. No, it was Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. 
is a good voiceover. Not everyone they're getting for this is a good voiceover. Um, but, but that was totally, um, what's her name? Colby Smulders. No, or Natalie Portman. It's Natalie Portman and Kat Jennings. Yeah, um, yeah Kat Jennings is oh, fucking I'm sorry. Hilarious. No, Ratatouille's actually sort of like the top quarter. Never mind. Right. Well, the worst one is Onward. Ouch. Okay, well, Onward came out during the pandemic and was actually pretty bad overall. And then it's Cars 3. That doesn't surprise me. Good. I've Good. never seen a Cars. Made just for money, but hey, the first Cars isn't bad. That's not. Yeah, but the thing is, if you go back and watch a Pixar movie that's more than 10 years old, it becomes hard to watch. Yeah. Like, even The Incredibles. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's weird. How can The Incredibles be hard to watch? The first one. The first one? The first one. one. Like, How? Just go back and look at it. It's and, it's old. And Toy Story. Like, you look at the old yeah. Toy Story shit, it's like, wow. And we were amazed by this once. Well, yeah, now we've played Ratchet and Clank. Exactly. It, it's, take, it's taken on a... What's the word? It's really scary it's, looking, though. It's taking on a Harryhausen effect quicker than I would have liked. What's a Harryhausen effect? Ray Harryhausen, he made all the um, stop motion things. Yeah, the Godzilla, King Kong stuff. That's a good way to put it. Jason and the Argonauts, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Anyway. I'm I'm, I'm good. I think I need to Yeah, I'm good. good. Oh, and Alex, I watched uh, watched the end of uh, Rick and Morty. That was good. It was good. Um, okay, can you explain what the central finite curve is? Do you un- understand based off that episode? They did name drop it in the ninth episode of season one. Yeah, but, okay, but this entire thing turned yeah. out, the whole evil Morty thing turned out to be about his attempt to destroy or escape the central finite curve, right? Yep. Alex, what's the central finite curve? It is the chain of realities where Rick is the smartest person in the universe. Oh, really? You figured that? <laughs> I had to look that shit up. <laughs> he basically explains it. Yeah, it's but, like the world's biggest crib around the world. The universe's greatest crib, biggest crib around the universe's biggest baby. Yeah, but I, I didn't get that from the episode. I had to look yeah, it no, up. Yeah, no, I had to rewatch it too. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think it communicated well enough. Um, the, the crows shit was hilarious. Like, there was all kinds I of... I love the crows. There's all kinds of great funny stuff this season. That in in hindsight I enjoyed more than I did the first time. It's, I like the Voltron Mafia. Uh, that was actually probably one of my least favorites. But really, yeah. But um, but going back and looking at it again, uh, these are these are nicely rewatchable. Yeah. Um, now this even evened out for me. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it was good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And in order to watch that, I got like a little Adult Swim thing going on, so I watched the entirety of season one of Bird Girl. Does did anyone see Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law back in like the nineties or early yeah. early aughts? The Michael Keaton movie? No, Har- no, 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 Harvey Birdman, that's, that's Birdman Attorney Harvey Birdman. at Law, no, and his I boss is Phil Kinsebin, voiced by Stephen Colbert. No one remembers that show. No. Okay, nope. well, if you like that, I did, I did see it. Okay, okay, so its sequel, Bird Girl, is now airing on Adult Swim. It's got a six episode first season, and much like uh, Centaur World. This is uh, this is a female-driven comedy. This is like, what if you gave a writer's room of women license to make a cartoon? And what if, instead of Centaur World, what if like being like Adventure Time, it was like Harvey Birdman? That's what Bird Girl is. And it, it is actually quite good. I don't feel that the jokes are as in- amazingly rapid-paced and hitting as they were in the first series. Like The first series is incredibly rewatchable, because the jokes just nail, 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 nail. Uh, this is not quite as fast-paced, but it's still nicely wacky and silly, and so I quite enjoyed it. All right, I do have to go. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Anyway, that's a good episode. Alex, thank yeah. you for being here. Absolutely. 
Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. I don't care.